Many of you noticed over the past several weeks we've uh, had an instrumental piece played while the choir comes down. And I'll encourage you as we do that each week, this is a great time to uh, get your Bibles out. Uh, so while, they're, while RJ or Dan or whoever's the instrumentalist that week is playing, it's a great time to get your Bibles out and turn to the passage we're going to be reading from and studying from that morning. So this morning we're going to be in Ephesians chapter 4, verses 17 through 32. Paul writes, Now this I say and testify in the Lord, that you must no longer walk as the Gentiles do in the futility of their minds. They are darkened in their understanding, alienated from the life of God because of the ignorance that is in them due to their hardness of heart. They have become callous and have given themselves up to sensuality, greedy to practice every kind of impurity. But that is not the way you learn Christ. Assuming that you have heard about Him and were taught in Him as the truth is in Jesus. To put off your old self, which belongs to your former manner of life and is corrupt through deceitful desires. And to be renewed in the spirit of your minds. And to put on the new self, created after the likeness of God in true righteousness and holiness. Therefore, having put away falsehood, let us, let us each one of you Speak the truth with his neighbor, for we are members of one another. Be angry and do not sin. Do not let the sun go down on your anger and give no opportunity to the devil. Let the thief no longer steal, but rather let him labor, doing honest work with his own hands, so that he may have something to share with anyone in need. Let no corrupting talk come out of your mouths, but only such as is good for building up as it fits the occasion that it may give grace to those who hear. And do not grieve the Holy Spirit of God, by whom you are sealed for the day of redemption. Let all bitterness and wrath and anger and clamor and slander be put away from you, along with all malice. Be kind to one another, tenderhearted, forgiving one another, as God in Christ forgave you. This is the word of the Lord. As we... Move into this final section of Ephesians chapter 4. The Apostle Paul gives us a dress code for Christians. Now, we're all familiar with dress codes. Uh, for example, uh, if you were playing college football, there would be certain things that you would be required to wear, like a helmet, right? You'd have to wear a helmet. Or a dress code may prohibit you wearing certain things. For example, Lily just finished soccer with uh, the YMCA. And every time before the game starts, they check their uniforms and what they're wearing. And they're making sure they're not wearing any earrings. They're not wearing any uh, watches or metal cleats. And so we were safe on all fronts usually. But there are some things you just can't wear, some things you have to wear. But even if you don't have a formal dress code, we still pick out our clothing based on where we're going and what we're going to be doing, right? So if you go for a jog, odds are you're probably not going to wear a long sleeve dress or a three-piece suit, right? Or if you're going to work, you're probably not going to go in your pajamas. Maybe, maybe not, I don't know. Maybe, I guess it depends on your job, but usually you don't. Usually you don't do that. Usually we change our clothes based on what we're going to be doing, where we're going to be going, right? And we determine what we're going to wear. Well, in this passage that we're looking at this morning, Paul gives a dress code for the Christian that doesn't change with activity, 
It doesn't really matter where you're going. And it doesn't matter what season of the year it is. Paul wants us to wear one outfit and never take it off. Now, to some of you, that sounds appealing. You know, less laundry, no problems. Yeah, I know what I'm wearing each day. Some of you think that sounds a little boring and unsanitary. But I don't, you know, whatever it may be, Paul says there is a dress code for the Christian. Something that you need to wear and never take off. So let's consider what we're wearing this morning. Paul emphasizes three main ideas in the passage. The first one is what we need to take off. The next one is what we need to put on. And then thirdly, how we're able to do it. So first, let's look at what we need to take off. Look with me again at verses 17 through 22. And see if you can pick up on it. Paul writes, Now this I say to you, now remember he's writing to Christians in Ephesus. Now this I say to you and testify in the Lord, that you must no longer walk as the Gentiles do, in the futility of their minds. They are darkened in their understanding, alienated from the life of God because of the ignorance that is in them. Due to their hardness of heart, they have become callous and have given themselves up to sensuality, greedy to practice every kind of impurity. But that is not the way you learn Christ, assuming that you have heard about Him and were taught in Him as the truth is in Jesus. To put off your old self, which belongs to the former, your former manner of life, and is corrupt through deceitful desires. So think of it like this. Paul is writing to a group of people who have been given a new self through faith in Jesus. Now, I want to represent this new self by this coat I'm wearing here. Okay? Just imagine this is the new self. Okay? I know you're disappointed that you don't have this coat on right now because you're thinking, okay, Ron, are you saying I don't have the new self? Are you saying I'm not a Christian? No, I'm not saying that. But just for illustration purposes, let's pretend this is the new self. Now he's telling them, when he's writing to these Ephesian Christians, and he's telling us that because we're wearing this new coat, we should not put on the old coat. And I brought me an old coat for you to see. You probably don't want this one. Okay, here's an old one. It's been through the ringer. Okay, this is it right here. All right, there it is. Okay, that's the old, this is the new coat. That's the old coat, okay? Now, here's what he's saying. He's saying, this old coat, that's what you used to wear. You used to go around in that. That's what you used to wear here and there and everywhere. Okay, that's where you were. And... Isn't this what most people wear? I mean, around our city, even in Augusta, most people are, are, are wearing this coat. They're wearing this coat around. You know, just as like Nike, you, you know someone's wearing Nikes because you see the swoosh, the swoosh, right? You know someone's wearing a polo shirt because they have that little guy on the horse, right? Little rider. Well, when someone's wearing the old, old coat, you can also notice a few things about them as well. And Paul says, when you wear the old coat, you are, you are displaying futility of the mind. And so those who sport the old coat are those who focus their lives on what ultimately is not going to last. This idea of futility, meaninglessness. They're basing their lives on something that will not last. Another way to say it, Paul says that this old coat characterizes those who are darkened in their understanding. Meaning they're separated from God. They're alienated from God. Meaning they're not seeking the Lord. 
And they're not building their life on the Lord. You know, this old coat represents a life that is not seeking the Lord. He says they've become callous. Have you ever had a callus on your hand? You know, you get a callus here, and the bigger it gets, the less feeling you have there. And Paul's saying, you know, as you don this old coat, you become less sensitive to the things of the Lord. And Paul's describing that there's this wardrobe that belongs to those who don't know the Lord. It's the old coat. It's the old self. And then Paul's telling the Christian, don't put that coat on anymore. That's not your coat. Don't put it on. Don't wear it anymore. You see, if you're a Christian, if you're a follower of Jesus, you've had a kind of wardrobe makeover. You know, Jesus has peeled off that old coat and He's given you a new one, a new self, new life in Him. Your inner life, and, and you follow this through the passage, your inner life, if you're in Christ, is no longer devolving. But it is evolving into the person God wants you to be. If you're in Christ, you've been given new life. And as you walk with Christ, your new life is becoming who God wants you to be. It's evolving into something better and not devolving. But when we put on the old coat, we move into this devolving place with our, with our behavior. And so if you're in Christ and you have been given a new coat, a new self, and this is what happened to you and me if we're in Christ, if we've opened ourselves up to God through Jesus Christ. But notice, just because we've been given a new coat, we still have access to the old one. Just like many of you. You keep all those old clothes in your closet. You rarely wear them, but sometimes you may wear them. I don't know. You may put them on. But we have the old coat in the closet and we still have this tendency to want to bring it back out and put it on. And Paul says, don't do that. And you know, clothing has a kind of a twofold purpose. One is it covers your body. You know, kind of protecting it from the elements, that kind of thing. But that's not the only purpose of clothing, is it? It has a kind of aesthetic purpose. You know, you're concerned about actually how it looks on you. You know, when you got up this morning and you got ready to come to this worship time, you didn't think to yourself, you know, I'm going to pick out something that makes me look as bad as possible. That's not what you thought. You thought, I'm going to pick out something that I, I like wearing. It, it looks good on me. I like, you know, you're trying to think that you're not thinking, I want to look the worst I possibly can. And that's the kind of clothing I'm going to pick out. No. Clothing, yes, it covers you, but also you want it to fit and you want it to look nice and feel nice. That's why clothing is such a big industry. You know, clothing, the clothing industry in America is a $12 billion a year business. I mean, it's big time because clothing is so visible and it makes a statement. And so when you, when you take your old coat out of your, out of your closet, you take the old coat and you put it on, if I can get it on here. I'm a believer in Christ. But what do you see? You see the old coat. When you put on this old, old coat, you are showing the world, this is what it looks like to live without Christ. This is what it looks like. And when we decide to disobey God and, and go our own way, it becomes visible. I mean, people see it. 
Just like if I'm wearing this old coat around, you see it. I mean, you can't ignore it. I mean, you may see small pieces of my new coat. But it's really hard not to see the old coat, right? It's pretty, it's pretty evident. It's pretty visible. And Paul says that, you know, this isn't the way we learn Christ. Is this what it means to walk with the Lord, to wear this? No. He says, take this off. You need to take that old coat off. Don't, don't wear that. Take the old coat off. Showcase the new one. You showcase this new life that Christ has given you. And then what Paul does, which is really interesting here, is he shows us the patterns. You know, clothing tends to have a pattern. And he shows us there, there are patterns in this old coat that are very visible. And there are patterns in this new coat that are very visible as well. And so Paul, in the next few verses, what he'll do is he'll show you, here's the pattern of the old coat, and then here's the pattern of the new coat, and this is why we should pursue this new pattern. This is the purpose behind it. So let's look at these verses together in verse 25. He says, Therefore, putting away falsehood. In other words, this is a pattern of the old coat. You're a liar. (laughs) You lie. You seek dishonest gain. You know, that's, you, you lie. You don't tell the truth. That's a pattern in the old coat. Just like this has these pinstripes, it is a pattern that's woven in. And he says, put away that, put away falsehood, and let each of you speak the truth. We should be truth tellers. The new coat, woven into the new coat is truthfulness. Why? Why? Because, he says, we are members of one another. We're all in the same family. We're in the same body. So we should speak truth to each other. Not lie to each other. We should speak truth to one another. Then he says, be angry and do not sin. Do not let the sun go down on your anger and give no opportunity to the devil. You see, the old coat, woven in the old coat, is anger that bursts forth in rage and revenge and wrath. Whereas the new coat, we still get angry. And we are displeased with sin, but we don't allow it to burst forth in rage and revenge and wrath. Because, and the reason we don't do that is because we don't want to give the devil an opportunity to bring about division and break down our community. So this is the pattern of the new coat. He says in verse 28, let the thief no longer steal. See, the old coat, you steal. You you seek dishonest gain. He says, let the thief no longer steal, but let him labor. The new coat, we are a working people. We are to put the gifts and abilities God has given us to good use. We are to work. And notice why. Why are we to work? Not only to provide for our needs... But he says the reason we should work is so that we can have something to give to those in need. So you see this this continued emphasis on this new self seeks to benefit others, bless others. It seeks the good of others. Then he says in verse 29, let no corrupting talk come out of your mouths, but only such as good for building up as fits the occasion. That it may give grace to those who hear. You see, the pattern in the old coat is you're not concerned about what you say or how you say it. 
Because you're not concerned about building people up. You're concerned about tearing people down. Whereas the new coat is concerned with truth and speaking truth. But you speak the truth in love, seeking to build up the person. Help them become who God wants them to be. This is the pattern of the new coat. Verse 30, and do not grieve the Holy Spirit of God. That's the pattern of the old coat. I mean, you're going your own way. You want to shut down the Spirit's work in your life. You want to go the opposite direction of where God wants to lead you. That's the pattern of the old man, the the man alienated from God. The pattern of the new coat is we want to seek the Lord. We want to follow the Lord. We want to go where God wants us to go. We want to obey God's leading. And, you know, Paul's saying, this is your new coat. This is your new life. Show it off. This is what the world needs to see. And this is what you have. He says, let all bitterness and wrath and anger and clamor and slander be put away from you, along with all malice. See, these are all the old patterns just woven into that old coat. Bitterness, wrath, anger, clamor, slander. All these things to just tear people down and break apart community. That's all woven into this old coat. And if you notice, all these patterns revolve around self-centeredness. You're not concerned with other people. You're just concerned about yourself. That's why you can lash out these, in these ways. It's the old coat. But you see, the new coat, it just doesn't have the same pattern. Just like this coat and that coat, it doesn't share the same pattern, the same design. Rather, the patterns on the new coat is in verse 32. You see, be kind to one another, tenderhearted, forgiving one another as God and Christ forgave you. So this kindness, tenderheartedness, forgiveness. This is what people see when we live out our faith. That's what people see. It's the new coat. It's the new life. This is the kind of life Christ gives and produces in the life of the believer. And all these new patterns, notice, revolve around Christ-centeredness. They're Christ-centered instead of self-centered. And so you see there's clearly a contrast between the two. The old way, the old man, the old self, the old coat, and the new. And so now is the question, what leads us to the question to ask, well, how do I keep from putting this on, this old coat on, and continually put on the new one, or display the new one? Well, look back at verses 20 through 24. Because again, Paul's writing to these Christians, those who who have placed their faith in Jesus. And he says, but that is not the way you learn Christ, assuming that you have heard about Him and were taught in Him as the truth is in Jesus to put off your old self, which belongs to your former manner of life and is corrupt through deceitful desires and to be renewed in the spirit of your minds. And to put on the new self, created after the likeness of God and true righteousness and holiness. There there are two steps we need to take if we are going to put on the new coat, or as Paul says, the new self. First is you have to choose to follow Jesus. Okay? You have to choose to follow Jesus. And this is the first point, is to make it all through Ephesians. Before you came to Christ, this was you. This is your wardrobe right here. There's no new new coat. There's no new life. This is you. This is what you wear. This is what people see. This is what God sees. 
And if you don't have Jesus, then you do not have the new life. If you don't have Jesus, you don't have the new coat. All you have is the old. And in order to be in Christ, you have to have Christ. If you're going to move from darkness to life, from death to life, then you have to believe the Gospel. You have to believe that God created you to know Him. You have to embrace the fact that you are a sinner. And your sin separates you from God. You have to believe that God sent His Son, Jesus Christ, to die on the cross for your sin. And you have to, individually, you have to place your trust in Jesus for the forgiveness of your sin. And when you do that, you are given the new life. When you believe the Gospel, God gives you the new life. And so then, you shed that. That's gone. Jesus peels that off. I don't have to wear that anymore. That doesn't have to characterize my life anymore. But I have the new life that God has given me by His grace. I didn't have to earn it. It's not because I'm so good that I received it. God gave it to me. I just simply put it on. He wove it. He made it. He gave it by His grace because of what Christ has done. So when you place your faith in Jesus then you have the new life, the new self, the new coat, so to speak. You know, there's a story told of uh, Augustine. who's a 4th century theologian and bishop of Hippo in North Africa, who after he became a believer in Jesus, he ran into a former mistress on the street. And uh, he's walking down the road and he sees this former mistress. And if you know anything about Augustine, he was a very promiscuous man and he runs into this former mistress on the street and he recognizes her he sees her and so he turns the other way and begins to walk away well she sees him and she's surprised to see him but then she's also surprised that he's walking away from her and so she yells out she says augustine it is i and augustine replies but it is not i you see when we come to Christ, we are different than who we were. We have this new self that is different than this old self. And in order for us to obtain the new self, we must place our faith in Christ. So that's the first step. So Paul's writing to those in Christ who have the new self. They are in Christ. Second, the way we put our new self on display day in and day out is that we must realize we are on a journey. We are on a journey with the Lord, and this journey requires us to be continually changed by the power of God in our lives. Paul says it this way in verse 23. I want you to listen to how he says it. He says, Be renewed in the spirit of your minds. Be renewed in the spirit of your minds. Now notice he's not telling you, okay, you need to go out and renew your mind. No, he's not saying that. He's saying you need to be renewed in the spirit of your minds. In other words, you are involved in the process, but you are more of a passive agent. You know, God is the one who brings about renewal through His Spirit. Your role is, you're involved in it, but your role is to receive. Your role is to surrender. Your role is to be led by God. You want to be led by God, changed by God, challenged by God comforted by God. So your role is 
to surrender. And it's the Holy Spirit's role to bring about renewing. So what does is, what is the Spirit use to bring about renewing the renewing of your mind? Well, He uses truth. He uses God's Word. He uses prayer. He uses uh, God's people in our lives. And so our role is twofold. One, we need to have a posture. We need to put ourselves in a posture and a place for the Spirit of God to work in our lives. First thing we need to do is put ourselves in a posture, like I mentioned earlier. A posture of dependence, surrender. A willingness to be changed. A willingness to be taught. A willingness to be challenged, comforted, led. So we need to have that posture if we're going to be renewed. Second, we need to put ourselves in a place. A place where God is going to use His Word and His people to bring about the change. And so this may mean uh, you find a place where you can get alone and spend time with the Lord, reading His Word and prayer. This means carving out time to be here on Sunday morning where we can worship the Lord together. We can dive in His Word. We can pray. We can sing. You know, These are the things that God uses to bring about renewal. So we need to have a posture and we need to put ourselves in a place to be changed by God. And this is just how God works. He works through His Word. He works through His people. So if you are in Christ, you've been given a new coat. And we begin this new journey with God by believing the Gospel. And we continue this journey with God by being renewed by God. And this is done by daily, moment by moment, This, this kind of this putting on or living out of this new self by putting ourselves in that posture and place for God to change us. You know, the Christian life is a life of dependence. It's just recognizing that it's not all, it's not all up to you. It's you know, allowing God to work in and through you. It's a life of dependence. However, we still have the old coat in the closet. And we know where it is. And we know how to get it. And we know how to put it on. And we still do. And when we put it back on, notice when I put it on, I put it over my new coat. I don't take my new coat off. Because this new coat, I received this new coat by grace. I didn't receive it by the good things I've done. I didn't earn it. And so I can't lose it. By my deeds, just like I couldn't earn it by my deeds. This has been given to me by grace. But I still can put on the old coat, old coat over it. And when I put the old, old coat over my new coat, what I'm doing is I am covering up God's work in my life. So you can't see it. You know, when I put on lying and bitterness and rage and revenge and sexual immorality and theft and gossip and slander. What I'm doing is I'm just showcasing what a life looks like that's not seeking the Lord. It's the old code. And Paul wrote this letter to Christians to tell them and to tell us that we need to live out who we are. We need, we've been given this new life. Let's live it out. Let's walk worthy of our calling. Let's put this new self on display. Let's make what is invisible, what's going on inside through the Holy Spirit, make it visible in our lives. Let's put on the new coat for the world to see. So the question is, what are you wearing this morning? And what will you, what will you be wearing this week? You know, here's the thing. 
Our city is full of these types of coats. Our city's full of these old raggedy coats. So keep yours in the closet. We don't need any more of those coats around. Keep them in the closet. And I wonder, I just wonder, you know, people seeing these coats all over the place, but have they seen the new ones? And I wonder if they were to see the new ones, would they want one? I mean, isn't that why we're here? To take the good news of Jesus Christ to those who are lost in Augusta? And through our love for one another to show the people of Augusta that God sent His Son, Jesus Christ, to die on the cross for our sins and give us eternal life? I mean, don't, don't cover that up with that old coat. And if you find yourself reaching for it, or maybe you find yourself even wearing it, I want to encourage you to be quick to confess your sin to God. And ask Him to strengthen you to move forward with Him in faith and shed that old coat and put that new one on display so that the church will be strengthened and the lost will be found. Let us pray. Father, we are so thankful for what You give us. Lord, the New Testament is just littered with the word grace. And we are so thankful You are a gracious God who has in Christ given us all things. And You've given us Your Spirit to empower us to live out who we are. Lord, I pray for each person here. Lord, if they don't know You, they would consider Your Son and they would consider what it means to know You personally through Christ. And they would make that decision. Lord, I pray for those of us in here who have placed their faith in Jesus, who are following Jesus. Lord, help us to stop reaching for that old coat. Lord, help us to display what You've done in our lives to a watching world so that perhaps more and more people could also put on that new life that You give, that You offer through Christ. So that this body here, this, the Hill Baptist Church, as well as every gospel-centered church in this city, that they would be built up and those that do not know You would come to know You. And that is our prayer. In Jesus' name, Amen.